and are eternal. Brother, will you pray for us? Thank you for allowing us to be here. I pray for a touch. I pray for you to move. I pray that you would help and bless. I preached this message a while back, and the Lord put it on my heart to preach it again. Um, sometimes it's weird preaching something you've already preached, but it's not ours to preach, it's God's to preach. It's His Word. Every word in here belongs to Him. And what I want to do is I want to encourage people in the Lord. I want to help them be strong in the Lord. I want to do what He says most of all. That's what's more important than anything is listening and following Him. But... Uh, I want to ask you a question, and I asked this last time, and I want everyone to think about this and give a true answer. How's everybody doing this morning? How are you feeling? Have you had a good day? Have you had a good week? Is things going pretty good this morning? I mean, I want a serious answer. How, how's things? Is it all right this morning? Because a lot of times, and how many times have you done this? If someone come up to you and said, how are you doing? And you just give that knee-jerk reaction, yeah, I'm, I'm doing pretty good, things are all right. But inside, things aren't all right. You're tore up. Um, it, it could be a, a situation where you're sick. You've got a family member. I was just telling these about I've got a family member in the hospital with COVID. Uh, it seems like they've been in there for weeks on the ventilator down in Winston. That's pretty sad. You may have a family member, cancer. You might have just lost a loved one. But inside, you really tore up. Um, I had a preacher friend just passed away. He had preached a message on depression. How many times have you been on the verge of depression? And you just tell, you sit there and you smile and you grin and you say, yeah, I'm okay, but inside you're really not okay. Have you ever been there before? Has anyone ever felt this just almost destroyed inside? And you say, I'm okay, I'm fine. I have. I know I have. You've been trying to hold it all together when you can't do the holding by yourself. Yeah, I've been there. Men, I'm talking never men in here. Men feels like they're responsible for holding themselves together, for holding their families together. And sometimes they try to put on a smile and a bold face and just pull it all together. But listen, men, we can't do it on our own. We need the Lord to help us. This scripture we're looking at right here is talking about the disciples when they're out preaching Christ and the things that they encounter and the ups and downs. But I want to pull application from this. And I want to look at what it's like for a Christian living life sometimes. What it's like to live life as a Christian and to get depressed and to get down. I want to talk about and preach about what it's like when you're trying to hold it all together and you just can't hold it all together. Raise your hand if you ain't been there before. But I got good news for you. We got help this morning. We got a better hope this morning as a Christian.
we got help. The last two years has absolutely wore on most people as a Christian. COVID has wore on people. It feels like it's been nothing but trouble. The church got shut down. I can't speak for y'all's church, but as it opened back up, we was down for not real long. And most people still come because we put our stuff online too. But as it opened back up, a lot of people didn't come back. And there was people I thought I would never see at a church that still ain't back in church. But the Lord brought different people back in. The Lord still worked. He'd still done his thing. It was tough. But there's trials through 2020. Then the election come along, right? And that seemed to pull our country apart even more, didn't it? And I want to tell you, this election thing is past Republican and Democrat. Listen, at this point, you're either for the Lord and what he says, or you're against it. That's all that matters anymore. We've seen so many people die in the last two years from, from this COVID thing. Um, June of 2020, June 16th, about 2 o'clock in the morning, I got a phone call, dead asleep, and to my dad, he says, your house is on fire, get out. You want your heart to stop. First thought is, where's my kids at? What do I do? I've been a firefighter around 12 years. So I get my wife out while I'm calling 911 to get my kids out. She's pregnant with the wild kid over here. We get everybody out. And you just watch everything that material-wise you've accumulated just go up in flames. It's a rough year, I would say. I'm sure everybody in here has had something come along to beat you down like that. I'm sure that y'all have had things that's just pulled you down like that. But look right here, verses 6 and 7. It says, For we preach not ourselves, but Jesus Christ, the Lord ourselves, your servants. For Jesus' sake, for God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness has shined in our hearts to give us the light of knowledge the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this, tre this treasure in earthen vessels, the excellency of the power of God. The power may be of God and not of us. I just want to sum that up. And I just want to tell you this morning that we have a lively hope. We have a better hope. When things seem out of control and down, when it seems like that, man, we just have no, what do we do? We have a better hope. We have a lively hope. There's some religions you're counting on Buddha, this little fat guy that don't exist. We have a living hope in Jesus Christ. When they rolled that tomb back, he rose up and went amen. There's no bones left in there. He rose up, overcome death, and he walked away. We have a living, lively hope this morning in Jesus Christ. That's what they're saying there. But let's move on down here. Let's move on down to 8. It says we are troubled on every side. We just talked about this. Have you ever felt troubled on every side? you ever felt like the things are falling apart on every side? you ever feel like that everywhere you look there's trouble, there's problems? 
and there's no hope. The Webster's 1828 says, to be troubled is to be disturbed, agitated, or annoyed. We've all been there, haven't we? He goes on, he says, yet not dismayed. He says, you may be troubled, don't be dismayed. Webster says, by not being dismayed, not to be disheartened, deprived of courage. You know why? Because we have a better hope in Jesus Christ this morning. We have a better hope. We have a living, lively hope this morning. It goes on. It says, we are perplexed. What does that word perplexed mean? It says, at Webster's, it says embarrassed or puzzled, confused. You want to be confused? You want to be perplexed? You want to be puzzled? Drive to Watauga County, go down King Street, start to look around by ASU, look at the people, look at what they're doing. You will be confused. We live there. We see it at least twice a week going to Boone. You will be confused. You will be puzzled. And it's embarrassing living there sometimes. I'll be honest with you. But it goes on. It says, but not in despair. It says, don't be hopeless. Don't be in a hopeless state. You know why? Because we got a better hope today. When it feels like the world's beat you down, when it feels like you don't have any kind of hope, when you feel sad and depressed and you feel like you're just wrung out, you've got a better hope. Because one day, the sky's going to open up. Amen. And there's one that's going to step out of them clouds that redeems you. And, and I, I just want to say this. If you've suffered every day for 100 years on this earth, every day, every second of every day, you've suffered. When that sky opens up and Christ takes you home, let's say you go by the grave and you've suffered 100 years and you have a turn in Christ. How bad was that? If you suffered your whole time on earth and you had eternity in Christ in heaven, how bad was it? It's a pretty good trade, ain't it? We have a better hope this morning. It says, not be in despair, don't be hopeless. It goes on, it says, it says, uh, persecuted. Now listen, if you're a Christian, if you haven't been persecuted, your time's probably coming. At the workplace, with a friend, someone's not going to like the fact that you're a Christian. It's not you that they have a problem with. It's Jesus Christ. This is nothing new. This is something that's been around since Christ walked this earth. That's nothing short of Satan working through people. Persecution has existed and it's going to continue to exist. Webster says that persecution is considered as harassment by troubles or punishment. It says unjustly inflicted, particularly for religious opinions. That sums up pretty good. If you stand for Christ, they ain't going to like it and they're going to harass you. Somebody is. Somebody somewhere. But he goes on. He says, but 
Not, don't be forsaken. You know why? Webster says here, he says don't be forsaken. To find that, it says that you're not deserted. He says you're not left behind. You're not abandoned. We're not left behind on this earth by ourselves. Number one, the Holy Spirit is still here with us. But number two, Christ is coming back. We have a better hope. This is all temporary. You look around, everything we have around us is temporary. Uh, I think Abraham considered himself a pilgrim, right? Abraham never put down permanent roots anywhere, did he? He just kept going. He just kind of kept moving around. That's all we're doing here as a Christian. This ain't permanent for us. This is just a holding place till we get to heaven. We may be troubled, we may be perplexed, we may be persecuted, we may be cast down at times. It goes on here and it says, it says, uh, we may be cast down, and it says, but not be destroyed. Webster says to be cast down is to be thrown, fling, sinned, he says that is to drive by force. Listen, there may be times that I like to look at it as we might get knocked off our base. We may be standing strong, and this world might knock us off our game. We may be get jarred a little bit. We may be get blindsided by something we don't see coming, and we will. And it might dishearten us. But he goes on, he says, but not destroyed. Webster says, the definition, he says, we may be cast down, but we're not destroyed. It says, not demolished, not pulled down. It says, we're not ruined, we're not annihilated, we're not devoured. Listen, as a Christian, we may be knocked down. It's just like Job, nothing could happen to Job if God didn't allow it. Everything that comes Job's way. God has hand on it. Christian, God's looking over you today. He's watching out for you. He has his hand on you. And I want you to know when things get tough, you have a better hope of coming. Things may hurt. Things may look bad sometimes. I know when our house burnt down, my heart was broken. But the Lord took my faith and my family's faith and he stretched it out. Times got tough. It got real tough. I couldn't sit here and tell you everything that come about, but the Lord done so much for us. He had things worked out for us for the next year, just perfectly. No man could have done what God done for us. God took care of us through it all. I've seen people, and someone here may be in the fight of their life. They may be heartbroken. They may be backslidden. Listen, you think about King David. That's the man after God's own heart. David is someone, oh, in the women trouble, we should look to and be like. King David was a good man. He got disheartened. I guarantee you, running from Saul like he did, having to hide, eating other 
You know he got sad at times. He kept the faith, didn't he? He knew he had a better hope. Look at Job. Job, when he got beat down, his own wife looked at him. It says Job 2 and 9. Then said his wife unto him, Does thou still retain thy integrity? Curse God and die. His friends is throwing jabs at him. His wife said, Curse God and die, Job. He says, Let's give it up. What did Job, Job say? Later on, Job says, Job 19 and 25, he says, For I know, he says, I know, not I think, not maybe. And you've got to think, this is way before Christ shows up on the scene. This is him looking forward to Christ. Job says, For I know that my Redeemer liveth, and that he shall stand at the later day upon the earth. If that's not faith, if that's not overcoming adversity, if that's not knowing, knowing that he has a better hope, what is? That's standing strong right there when things get tough. How about one more? How about three Hebrew boys standing up for the Lord? Not bowing to a king. And that king turned that furnace up so hot that it killed the man turning the furnace up. Getting it hot. They get in that furnace. And the king looks in there and he says, Lo, well, I see a fourth man in there. Looks like the son of God. They had the faith to stand strong in adversity and problems. And who was in there with them protecting them? Jesus was right there beside them, protecting them. Do you not think if he can do that then, he can do it now for you? When times get tough, when it feels like you just can't do it no more, remember, you can't do it. Jesus can help you do it. The Lord God above can help you through these struggles. Tough times. When your mind feels wore out and it feels tired, you have one that can help you. We, we was teaching a young girl about the David in the lion's den. Last week, I believe it was, wasn't it? About him getting in there, lying down, sitting at the desk. I don't want to get in the lion's den. I don't know about y'all. That's faith. But keep praying and keep doing what the Lord would have you to do to the point of getting put in that lion's den. That's faith. That's what we got to have when we get down and sad and, and things seem like we just can't take it no more. We just got to keep striving forward and doing what the Lord would have us to do. We just got to keep on, keep it on for the Lord. Because listen, we can't hold it together. We can't do it on our own. We got to let the Lord do the holding. Psalms 34 and 15 says, The eye of the Lord are upon the righteous, and his ear, ears are upon their cry. Excuse me, the ears are open unto their cry. That's Psalms 34 and 15. That's affirmation there. The Lord's watching you. The Lord's listening to you. The Lord hears you. Listen, problems will come, and they'll go. The Lord... The Lord's what we've got to hang on to because he'll help us through these problems. How 
we come out of the problems, how we go into them is important. Having the Lord with us. My pastor, he said something. He, he said, you're either coming out of a trial, you're in the middle of a trial, or you're going into a trial in life. You may not see it, but that's usually how life is for us as a Christian. It's not always peaches and cream. That's how life usually goes. We have to keep our faith. We have to keep our prayer life. We have to keep things steady. We can't be like, okay, I'm through this one. I'm going to stop reading my Bible. I'm going to ease off the praying. I'm good for a while. We have to be consistent and steady in our prayer life. The Bible says to bear one of those burdens. We have to help our brothers and our sisters in Christ. We have to stay steady in this thing. And listen, I want to I tell you something that's a burden on my heart. I want to tell you something that's a burden, should be a burden on every Christian's heart. Uh, my wife and I had a friend uh, come up to us. It's been about six months ago, maybe eight months ago. And was telling us about uh, these youth homes for, for kids that's dealing with depression. She said they're full throughout the state. They're acting past it. They're turning kids away. Do you understand why? They don't realize there's a better hope. They don't understand when, when they get depressed, they get burdened down. They don't understand where to turn to. They don't understand open that Bible up and read about Job. They don't understand open the Bible up, read about Daniel. Read about these three Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They don't understand. Read about Jesus and his, his awesome, mighty power. They don't understand that. They don't know. No one's told them. Whose job is it to tell them? It's mine. It's everybody in here. It's that camera right there, if you're looking at it, and you know Christ, it's your job too. No one that's saved is exempt from it. It's our job. It's our duty to tell them. You can't deal with this on your own. You've got to have Christ in your heart to overcome. The devil is running so wild on this world right now. If, if you can't see that the time is drawing nearer and nearer to an end, you need glasses. Like I've got because it's happening. It's our job to tell people about Christ. We've got to tell these kids, our youth, about Christ and about his power. It's our job. So what I'm saying is when you can't hold it all together, let the Lord do the holding. But my second point is you got to let the Lord do the renewing. We've got to let him renew us. We've got to let him refreshing things in us when we get down. We've got to let him make things new. When we're, when we're wore out, when we're burdened down and beat down, the Lord hadn't changed. He's still that solid rock. He's still that foundation that changes not. That's what we got to get to. We've got to get on that rock and start getting things right again. Look over here at the 15, verse 15. It says, For all things are for your sake, that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound the glory of God. That word redound is important there. It means to rise or swell as waves to reflect the glory of God. 
All things are for our sake, for our benefit. And it works right back for his glory. When we're in his will, and he's working for our lives, doing good things for us, even when trials come, and, and, and it works in his will. And let's say, brother, a bad trial comes your way, and you overcome that trial in Christ. That works for the glory of God, don't it? When someone, let's say a stranger sees that in your life, they're going to say, wow, something awful happened to him, but look at how he come through it. Look how good God did for him. That's going to change their life, ain't it? That's what that word redound means. Is it's just reflecting, it's magnifying, it's filling up the word of or the glory of God. It's changing things. I want to look at Paul here for a minute. Uh, 2 Corinthians 12, 8 through 10. Uh, this, this is some of my favorite scripture here. Uh, Paul's talking about the thorn in his flesh. I'm sure it's very, very familiar scripture to you. But uh, Paul says. For this thing I besought the Lord, the Lord thrice, that might depart from me. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee. My strength is made perfect in weakness. In our weakness, the Lord's strength is made perfect, right? Most gladly, therefore, I would rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproach, in necessities, in persecution, in distress, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Listen, we don't have to be strong, do we? We don't got to be some macho man. We just have to be what Christ wants us to be. And Christ We just have to listen and be obedient. If Paul can just sit back and let God be what he wants him to be. And then Christ makes him strong. He, Paul says, when I'm weak, then I'm strong. That's going to apply to us too, right? He goes on, he says, in verse, I want you going down here verse 16. Excuse me. Verse 16, back in 2 Corinthians, it says, For which cause we faint not. But though the outward man may perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. The Lord will provide us with a spiritual drive. You just take what we just read right there about being, when we're weak, then I'm made strong, Paul says. And you take what we just read here in 16. The Lord's going to give us what we need on a day-to-day basis. He'll give us what we need. Brother, you may not get what you want. You may not get what you want. But he'll give us what we need. Did anybody in here wake up hungry? Did anybody wake up without a roof over their head? Did anybody wake up without clothes on their back? I think we can say right there the Lord's been pretty good, hasn't he? Let's back up from all that stuff. That's that's kind of little things. Did anybody wake up not breathing? (laughs) Did anybody wake up without their heart beating? Did anybody wake up not walking this morning? I think we could just shout right there and say, hey, the Lord's been good. He gives us what we need. And most of the time, he gives us what we want. And every time, he gives us more than what we deserve, don't he? He's pretty good to us. He's really, really good to us. 
Simply put, He gives us the grace we need. And He gives us abundant grace on top of that. He gives us grace on top of grace on top of grace. Even when things feel out of control to us, He's still there pouring grace on top of us. Sometimes we just don't see it. I want to look at verse 17 down here. It says, For our light afflictions, which is but for a moment, worketh a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Sometimes we've got to realize our current tribulations, these things that break us down and tear us up. Sometimes we've got to realize, no matter how bad they are, that they're going to have greater effect down the road somewhere. We may never see them on this side. Um, I personally saw 2011, I broke my back. Personally saw the opportunity to do two surgeries, two major surgeries, the chance to witness it for many people. It was a long and hard road. Uh, I've done a hundred sections of therapy to walk out of it. But I got to witness to so many people. I got to uh, tell so many people about Jesus. Throughout the fire, people would come up to my family and say, how are you holding together? I'm not holding this together. To me, I would just fall apart. It's the Lord. I got to witness to so many people. Throughout the fire, let me just tell you, throughout the fire led to people I've been praying about for I would say close to 20 years on the church. It led to at least, what, 15 people came to church. It may lead to them getting saved eventually. That's a way bigger thing than my house standing still. Lord put us a new house. That house is replaceable. Somebody getting saved is not replaceable. I trade that house any day of the week for anyone on earth getting saved. And I'm sure y'all would too. My family got out. Listen, my boys are saved. The little one, he's not saved yet. If we'd have perished in that fire, we'd have been in glory this morning. The ones that's going to church now, they wasn't in glory. If they did trade off there in church, that's a good start to getting saved on. Listen, trials we're going through now, they're leading to bigger things for people. We just got to keep hanging on. We just got to keep hanging on because God's ways are higher than our ways. He knows a way whole lot more than what we know. Sometimes God uses the hard things in life to get to people. And we got to hang on. This thing's not about us anyways. It's about him. So we see when we're trying to hold it all together, we got to let the Lord do the holding. We got to let the Lord do the renewing. But we've got to let the Lord be our focus, too. What are you talking about? I want to ask you, what's your focus? What are you looking at? Let's look down here at verse 18. It says, while we look not at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Are you looking at the problems in life? Are you looking at the obstacles? Are you looking at the little things? Or are you looking at the big picture? See, 
earth, jobs, vehicles, houses, that's, that's temporal. That's short term. Heaven, Christ, salvation, that's the big picture. Amen. Which one are you looking at? What's your focus? What, what's your focus on right now? Are you looking at the things that are seen or the things that's not seen? That's a big question. And I think sometimes it's easy to slip from one to the other for all of us. Not to call out me, you, or anybody. I think it's easy to slip one way or the other. <clears throat> we can't physically see God today, but we can see him at work. I'm sure y'all see him at work in your church. I'm sure y'all see him at work in your home. Uh, y'all probably seen him working through trials just like we have. We've all been through tough things in the last few years. But we've seen him at work in our churches. We've seen him go to work. But the church has shut down, as I said. Uh, we got a chance to go on Facebook Live and reach people. God can take tough things. He can take bad things and make them good. He can reach out and touch people. We can't focus on the problem that's at hand. We've got to focus on the big picture this morning. We've got to focus on Jesus. We've got to focus on the worst thing that can happen to us as a Christian is heaven. If this old earth, if someone takes us out of it, the worst thing they can threaten us with, brother, is heaven. Eternity with Jesus. So the way I look at it is we're a winner either way. We can't really lose on that, can we? And it sounds pretty good to go be with Jesus. I think we go up there and uh, spend about a thousand years at his feet saying thank you for dying on Calvary for an old sinner like me. Maybe we get up off our knees and, and you know, just think him up upright for about a thousand years. Maybe we get started, you know. He's done a lot for us. Listen, what I'm telling you this morning is we have a better hope. We have a better hope this morning. I want to encourage you to think about what you're looking at this week, this year. Are you looking at the problem or the eternal prize? I want to ask you to come to your feet and uh, just take a moment. I want to open the altar up. Someone might have business. Just just give you an opportunity to just, if you need to come up here and pray or do whatever you might need to do this morning. Uh, I, I know the last year's been tough on people, and I know sometimes it's hard to, to just say, yeah, it's been tough on me. Yeah, my heart's been broken. Yeah, it's tough seeing this one in the hospital or, or this one's passed away or this one being sick. It's been tough seeing, seeing the world almost fall apart. My heart's been broken. I know it's tough seeing, seeing that and admitting that I know it's hard. But sometimes we just got to be honest with ourselves. If you need to come up here and do business, you come on up here and pray. Listen, I know there's people in here that's been troubled. But listen, the Bible says not to be dismayed. I know there's times we've all been perplexed. We, perplexed. And we don't understand what's going on around us, but the Bible says not to be in despair. Listen, we've all been persecuted by friends, loved ones.
But the Bible says not to be forsaken. And we've all felt cast down. We've all felt rejected. We've all felt pushed away. But listen, the Bible reminds us we're not destroyed this morning. What's it saying? What's all that mean? It says we have a better hope. It says Jesus Christ is our better hope this morning. Listen, no matter how bad it gets, salvation, Christ, it ain't going nowhere. All you got to do is accept him. If you have Christ in your heart, things are only going to get better. It may get worse on this side for a little while, but just endure, Christian. It's going to get better. We're, going, we're overcomers in Christ. Even when things get done, we're overcomers. You have a better hope in Jesus today. And I want to encourage you, if you don't know Christ, if you don't have him in your heart, most of all, you have a better hope. Because all you have to do is accept him in your heart this morning. It's not hard. He said, believe, right? He said, believe in me. So I'm going to open up the altar. We're going to pray here. I'm going to close out. Heavenly Father, Lord, we come to you. We thank you for the opportunity to be here, Lord God. Lord, I thank you for each and every member in here, Lord God. I pray that you would just touch them and help them be with my family. Lord, I pray you would be with Brother Chad's family, Lord God. Lord, I pray you be with my son as he's driving to work this morning. Keep him safe, Lord God. Lord, I pray that you be with any lost in this church, my church. Lord, I pray you be with any lost throughout this whole world, Lord God. I pray that you would just save them. Bring them to you, Lord God. Lord, I pray that you just encourage us in these times, Lord God, as it feels like it's up one day and down the next, Lord God. I pray you just help us to hold steady, Lord God. Keep fighting the fight for you, Lord God. I pray you'd help us to be strong, Lord God, and share the name of Jesus, Lord God. Lord, we tell you that we love you, Lord God. We praise your holy name, for it's all in Jesus' name that we pray, Lord God. Amen. Church, I want to thank you and uh, appreciate the opportunity to come and preach with you and be with you. Uh, brother, let me turn the service back over to you.